Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Today is my son's 15th birthday, and I just survived going and doing the permit test with him and allowing him to drive himself to school. It was comical, and I just kind of live for these moments because kids always think they're going to do better than they do. And I mean, my neck may have a herniated disc after all of that stopping. (laughs) I'm not sure. It was funny. And he passed, and so we're very excited for him. And I can't believe this is my second kid to go through this. I have one to go. So it gets easier with each kid, I think. All right, let's get into today's topic. Today, I want to talk to you guys about celebrating a healing crisis with your clients and really celebrating on purpose because I think our go-to is to instantly go into fear and insufficiency and all kinds of, of things happen within ourselves when we find out our clients are going through a healing crisis, especially if you are a new therapist or if you yourself have not had a healing crisis yet or have not had a client have one yet, or it's just like very new to you. So I hope that the information that we talk about today will help you just look at this in a new way and give you permission to celebrate instead of fear this happening. So recently in my group coaching program, a few therapists brought in for coaching the topic of this. So both of them, amazingly enough, had clients that had been to see them like one or two times and their clients were complaining about being in more pain than when they started with them. Patients were upset, panicking, telling their therapist that they wanted to know if this was normal. They thought that their therapist should be asking other therapists their opinions. One of the clients was asking, you know, what their skill level was with energy work and They were worried and questioning if the therapist could handle their problem or if they thought that they were going to make it worse. So my advice for this, when a client emails you, always call them back. Don't email with them. Just call them and get a sense of what's going on because a lot of things can be resolved in just that phone call. And it's relieving for you as the therapist because you're not sitting there wondering what's going on. And it also shows the client that you really care and you're just willing to reach out and make sure that they're okay right then and there. So first of all, after a client comes to you with these problems, you know, it is wise to just rule out if there could be any medical problem occurring. Most of the time, the answer is no. But once you've ruled that out, then the next thing to look into is, is this a healing crisis? Most of the time, the answer is yes. While it does feel like a crisis that might initially signal our brains to think something has gone wrong, I looked up the definition of healing crisis, and this is what I found. It's the turning point of a disease when an important change takes place, indicating either recovery or death. So I think because it's such a fine line, like you're either recovering or you're dying, it's so dramatic at the end of that sentence. But that's like, let's peel this back a little bit, right? And like, no wonder we panic and alarm bells go off because your body is like, it's either going to fix itself or it's going to die. Very dramatic. So much drama there. 
In my coaching program, I teach people how to spot and delete drama that's happening in their minds so that they can respond clearly and with compassion instead of reacting to the things that their clients bring them. And this really spills over into your ability as the therapist to do the same thing in any relationship you have, which is a bonus and a superpower every human should have. But it starts here. You have to check in with the facts and try to delete out any of the drama that is around the situation. So how many sessions has this client had? How close have the sessions together? How close have those sessions been together? What were their initial symptoms? What are their symptoms now? How familiar are these symptoms to this patient? How much fear are they in? What are they actually afraid of? And why is this a problem for them? Really ask these questions, get so curious. Answering these questions can help you and your client a lot. So check in with them and find the answers. And really at the end of the day, it comes down to you just being willing to listen to your client. Sometimes just knowing that someone is listening to them is going to give your client a lot of relief. So your only job is to listen. Your job is to hold the space. Your job is to not give into the drama and the fear and escalate it any further than it already has gone. Literally remind yourself that nothing has gone wrong. The client's body is just responding and figuring out what is happening to it. Likely tissue memory has been triggered and their body is responding how it should have responded to whatever trauma occurred to them before. Is it pleasant? No. Do people love having a healing crisis? I think probably not. But what if we learned how to welcome it in and how to celebrate it as a good thing versus the worst possible thing that should be avoided at all costs? How would we talk about the healing crisis with our clients? How would we respond when someone says they don't feel well after treatment? When they come saying they feel worse, how would we respond when we don't believe anything has gone wrong? What if this is all just part of what happens? Because it is. A healing crisis is going to happen. It's inevitable. No matter how much treatment you've had, how positive you are, how much water you drink, and how much you self-treat. Knowing that, how do you want to think about the healing crisis? What if every time someone's birthday comes around, we go into despair about how they're one year closer to death? Likely there wouldn't be cake, right? But really, we are one year closer to death because we don't live forever. So why is there cake involved and why is that a celebration? Why can't cake and balloons be involved for a healing crisis? Like seriously, you guys, I know this sounds super funny, but you're literally like not going to die from this healing crisis. You haven't even been injured. Your body is just now healing itself. Your body is healing itself. And I don't know why that would ever be considered bad. It's kind of awesome. Here's what I want you to try. Next time this happens, congratulate your client. Tell them this is perfect timing. You'd love to either increase their appointments to get them in to see you sooner or closer together. Help support them as their body takes care of itself. This is the time to step on the gas with treatments, and this is great. Ask them how they're feeling, and if they are afraid, just remind them that their body is amazing. And even though it isn't pleasant, it is necessary and a great thing to have happen. It's right on time. It's like having a baby. Labor is almost never something that feels good, but you get a baby out of it. In a healing crisis, you go through it, and you get closer to being pain-free. Celebrate. Remind them that it's awesome. Believe it's awesome because it is. Let me know how this works out for both you as the therapist and for your clients. Does this change in this mindset help you and help them? Does it at least take off some of the pressure? 
I hope it helps you think about this differently to be more open to the possibility of a healing crisis being a great thing. I imagine all of you listening at first being like, Heather is crazy. (laughs) Then giving it a try and seeing that you have so much control and power over your clients' reactions and response to you and to treatment just based on your leadership skills and your willingness not to freak out or make a healing crisis mean anything other than what it is. It doesn't mean anything about your skills, your ability to sense and work with energy, your ability to help them. And it has everything to do with you being a cool cucumber about it and trusting the process. Now, I discussed this with my group the other day and everybody was kind of giggling as I was like, let's celebrate this, right? And let's have cake. Let's have balloons. Let's do all these things. And it is funny, but it really is serious, you guys. Like We're the ones that make the healing crisis a problem because of our fear about it. And if you have no fear about it, you're going to talk about it more. You're going to be much more open about it. And it's just going to be like no big deal to the client that has this happen to them versus them thinking that they're going to die. And that's completely up to you how you respond to it. When you make it about you and you make it that you've possibly done something wrong and you go into your own fear about it and your own like try to fix it mode, that's where things go off the rails. Okay. You don't have to lose a client over this. You don't have to feel bad over this. Like nothing, literally nothing has gone wrong. This is part of the plan. This is part of what happens. So make sure you're getting treated. Make sure you're having your own healing crisis from time to time. Make sure you're really up to date on how MFR feels in your body because the more you can relate to it and the further you've taken yourself, the further you can take your patients. So that's always going to be my best advice is get more treatment for you so that you don't fear anything your clients are going through because you've literally been through it all. This takes a little bit of time. It takes you being committed to getting the work done. It takes you maybe sometimes being inconvenienced and having to drive far away to get treatment. But why would we expect anyone to do the same to come to us for treatment if we're not willing to do it? So just always remember that. How far am I willing to go? And if I'm willing to go this far, then it's like a no-brainer that my clients would be willing to do this too. If you're not willing to pay for MFR, they're not going to be willing to pay for MFR. You're not willing to travel for it. They're not going to be willing to travel for it. You're not getting regular MFR. You can't expect your clients to get regular MFR. People can see through that facade if you're faking it and not actually living the full truth of MFR in your own life. So keep that in mind and go out there and let's celebrate the hell out of a healing crisis. I want to know. I want you guys to email me or send me a message on social media and let me know after you've tried this and how it's worked out for you. I hope it changes your concept around the healing crisis and makes it less scary for you. Let's all celebrate. Let's have some cake. It's going to be fine. All right. We'll see you next week. And if it hasn't been filled already, the MFR Coaches Group Coaching Program is still open until December 24th or until the seats are full. So I highly encourage you to grab your seat now so that you can start 2022 off with a bang and get ready to make that six-figure business, make it happen in your MFR business. It's possible for all of you, regardless of if you are a massage therapist, a PT, an OT, or speech therapist. It doesn't matter. I'm here to help you get to that goal and beyond with ease and joy and have fun. And with the right mindset, you really can create anything you want in your business, and you don't have to wait for the right time. Start before you're ready. That's my biggest recommendation for getting going with your business. So 
you're listening to this in real time and the seats are still open, I would love for you to apply and get in. And we'll see you there in the group. I'll see you next week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.